Hey, how's it? How's it? Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Kekoe of Junior, and uh, that was the comedy part of the of the podcast. Because <laughs> people are like, uh, "Wait a minute, what is a comedy? A law of attraction comedy podcast?" Uh, well, in my world, that just means that I can make any kind. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I've been doing I've been doing um, comedy uh, for years and years and years. Um, started in elementary school and just never stopped. And no, I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm a different kind of comedian. I'm a voice actor. It's it's very different. And a lot of people go, "Wow, you know, like like." They know what I do, right? They know I play a character, all, all this kind of stuff. And then and then they're like, yeah, but, you know, where you fit, bro? We, okay. All right. But first, the attitude of gratitude before we get into the podcast. It's all relative today, believe me. And uh, we just want to say thank you to everybody. We're not going to run down the countries because they're the same as the last time we did the podcast, which was a couple weeks ago. And we had to give it space because we had to allow listens. One day, we had like 609 listens just... Uh, in one day for uh, one episode, so we're very grateful. We have we have tons of of listeners. Uh, most of them are outside Hawaii, so the states we're gonna run down because we gotta say thank you. So um, thank you, number one to California, number two is Texas, number three is Hawaii. Uh, thank you, Hawaii, because we noticed a jump in the in the listens too. Uh, so we're getting a lot of listens. Okay, this is not like Dan Bongino's podcast where we have millions of listeners. It's not like that. Okay, but the number is just like, uh, it's amazing. And, and I think uh, because more people are looking for podcasts, more people are uh, carrying our podcasts, more sites, and they're kind of like getting it out there because they need content. So they put us on board and then we kind of go like, you know, with their people and whatever. So we thank all you, all you people. Thank everybody uh, in every country, uh, wherever you are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, aloha from Hawaii. Now, when you listen to the podcast, you are an honorary Hawaiian. Hawaiian. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, man, we started wrong already. Okay, so so you are an honorary Hawaiian. And um, so on the last podcast, we're talking because we're, you know, telling my story, right? And my story is, is, is not a short uh, encapsulated version. Uh, this is this is going to take, you know, uh, this is the last episode because I'm going to leave it here. Um, but these are things that I've never um, really said in public ever on any interview, on any platform or whatever. I told the story briefly on TikTok and um, that happened, uh, I don't know, uh, a couple weeks ago I decided because I had to get over this, I had to get over this thing, you know, like... Um, when I was diagnosed in my ADHD diagnosis, okay, um, and I'm going to read the full thing to you, the whole uh, diagnosis. Uh, when I was diagnosed, there was no such thing as ADHD and nobody knew what to do. Okay, so there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened, including tons of physical abuse, not in my household, uh, because whatever I got in my house, trust me, I deserved. And, um, <laughs> and it wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, back in the day, we all got the belt. Back in the day, we, you know, we got hit with the wooden spoon, all, all that kind of thing. We, we got all of that. 
that was just the old days, okay? I'm talking about physical abuse. I'm talking about like torture, like, you know, where you would say, okay, this is this is over the line and we got to put this in the torture category over there because that, that's what they do in prison camps. And, and I mean, really, on the real, I'm not exaggerating at all. But but this is not that podcast. We already told that story, okay? <clears throat> and and holding up the galvanized buckets and all that. They, yeah, yeah. So so that that was the other podcast. This podcast um, is the guy who saved my life, uh, and I and I truly mean that, you know. And and like I said on the podcast, we don't name names, okay? But I got to tell you that this guy is a doctor, and I, I wish I could just tell you, um, but you know the, these things are are confidential, and. Um, but this guy, I love this guy. Um, every Thanksgiving, okay, uh, because I and I have the I made notes for you guys because you know I want to uh, come correct on on this stuff. So I made notes, and let's see. So I was um, the last time I was discharged from a hospital because of this stuff, right? That I went through, and we're talking about the drug episode, right? We went through all of that. Uh, uh, last time, let's see, I have it here. I made notes, so uh, let's let's first start with the. Um, it, it was it was uh, November, no, <laughs> November of uh, eighty four, November of eighty four. Okay, it was the weekend. Uh, it was Saturday, November twenty third, nineteen eighty four. Okay, that was the last time I saw the inside of a hospital, and I was like, yeah, it was. Trust me flashbacks after flashbacks or whatever and then we had this guy this doctor that was giving me all kinds of different stuff because he didn't know what to do um and you know that's that's why they call it a practice okay because they're practicing you know oh try this and <laughs> that, that working oh no and uh, now i get this uh my, my shoulder no can move okay take this one then and then now he's in how's your shoulder now you know after after a couple weeks and you go back how's your shoulder now oh my shoulder's good but my leg is stuck and i go oh well try one of these red pills and then you try the red one and he come back and I mean, you know how's it how's it feel now well i my my limbs all good but i can't think i mean I can't even tell you guys, okay? And I and I don't want to. It's not about shaming that doctor either, because I really, honestly believe he did not know, okay? Because um, this doctor that saved my life uh, was younger. He was out of uh, med school sooner. I mean, the distance between med school and practice, right? Um, so, and this other guy had been practicing medicine for like a long, long time. And you would think that, you know, those guys would have it down, right? Because they've been practicing longer. I mean, uh, that's just in my layman's mind, okay? Anyway, so uh, so this new doctor came along. Now, before I, I go into like what exactly happened and how this happened, it's, it's not a dramatic thing or anything. Um, but my uh, diagnosis, okay, uh, is combined uh, ADHD combined presentation okay now this means that there's two types of adhd and i want to thank jonathan uh, for that i don't think he's listening he's a very busy guy but um i, I want to thank uh, my friend jonathan for for like telling explaining a lot of this stuff to me he's the guy that um inspired me to tell my story he's the guy who said hey you know this this isn't a like a a closet thing anymore this isn't a a dark deep thing and like like so many people have this more and more people are being born with this and it's important for people to understand and i gotta say like there's there's been 
um, more than a few people that have written to me on the email and, and said, thank you. Thank you for explaining. Thank you for one guy was like, thank you for talking about pharmaceuticals and what they do and the damage they do and whatever. And then another one was like, Hey, thanks for telling your story. Uh, Billy Mahalo. So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, and, and I got at least, um, five or six other emails like wow your story was really motivating thank you it helps me i don't have your disability but yeah i have a disability and and you know mahalo and and you know if it helps it helps um i did not do this to help people um well i I mean i did this so so that would help but that's the reason why i did this was because this guy that i know jonathan right has adhd and he is developing courses and things for people with ADHD and so when he started talking to me about it and educating me about it right because I mean you know I've this is I've been so far away from doctors and and all this stuff for this like since 1984 and um so he's telling you know he's educating me on this and um the reason why I started saying yeah okay I'm ADHD whatever because you know he's saying no this is no big thing and and more people need to be aware and and whatever and call attention to it and it's time you started just just telling people it's no big thing so I'm like oh okay so <laughs> so here we are all right so um <clears throat> so it's it's ADHD combined presentation so there's two types there's the hyperactive right so that's uh the ADHD and then there is ADHD PI which is the inattentive the the one you cannot concentrate you cannot you know hang um trust me if i'm not interested in something i cannot hang even the interested stuff i can hang for so long and then you know but okay so so the combined thing just means i have both so i am the worst form of adhd you can get okay i'm the guy now um the thing that happens so so let me read the the whole thing to you it's brief all right so the combined presentation of adhd is diagnosed if five or more symptoms of hyperactivity impulsivity okay that, that's me right <laughs> let's nail it to the wall now <laughs> okay and then at least five symptoms of inattention have been present for the past six months inattention symptoms often fails to give close attention to details or makes careless mistakes on schoolwork or other activities and i got this from google this is the because i needed something to read to you guys okay without getting clinical and going into the medical books and all that stuff so uh and it's called the combined presentation uh, presentation of adhd okay there you go so that's my diagnosis um so so but what happened with the drug episode right so the last podcast we talked about what happened and um that kind of put me in an awkward position because now um, I I moved from the you know just being hyper and inattentive and and whatever cannot concentrate and you know jumping all over the place right uh, I moved from that category <clears throat> into okay we're gonna add we're gonna add you know PCP right uh, angel dust we're gonna add that plus heroin and cocaine overdose kind of thing when you smoke it kind of thing whatever right that um, so the the flashbacks from that now we're gonna compound that okay so 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 instead of just being adhd and and you know now taking adhd medicine um i gotta take these anti-convulsants that actually prevent me from flashing back um so yeah and i mean you know and sometimes i gotta tell you hawaiians um 
it's not easy to live with well it's not easy to live with ADHD uh, and ADHD brain <clears throat> and I'll tell you my biggest challenge before I tell you about the guy who saved me or, and all of that but the biggest challenge that I face in my life like from day to day and you know and I keep telling like you know I, I'll talk to my family I think the the only person I really do talk to this about it, uh, it with is my mom I, I talk to my mom and said mom you don't know what this is like like you know I get an idea and and like I cannot sleep I mean I start thinking about something now I can take a thought you know I can take a process like like you know let's say it's a topic okay so let's say it's butterflies right? so I can start thinking about these butterflies and then pretty soon I you know I can't sleep because I'm thinking about butterflies right so so that I can you know go on my phone right pull up butterfly species I can go through all these species I can focus on it I can make notes I can do like you know like I'm like I'm studying for a an, an exam or something and I can get all the details and you know right and and then and then pretty soon it's like 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning and I gotta work the next day right so um as a result right um the, these things happen to me every once in a while it doesn't happen to me every night uh but it'll happen and if I'm not careful then you know and the, the other thing is so um I have I have these sleeping pills that I gotta take sometimes. Uh, I don't have to take them all the time. Sometimes I don't take them. Sometimes I take, uh, but I do take melatonin, right? So I take melatonin, and then sometimes I gotta take the sleeping pills. When I was working on radio, I had to take the sleeping pills because I had to knock myself out and be up at four o'clock in the morning. Now another thing you guys have to know is people with ADHD don't live very long. Okay, I mean the the longevity, like maybe. 10 or 15 years short shorter than the average person so if the average person i i don't know what the i i didn't google that part for you guys but whatever the average age right now i think it's around 75 70 i don't know something like that right okay so adhd people don't live that long okay based upon the way their brain is and the results you get from it you know some people some of us overeat i was one of those right some of us um you know overdo in in this area or that area or some people work too much you know i can i can go on projects for for days like i can work for days and just like get four four hours sleep and wake up and back on the laptop and boom pounding out stuff again right and i mean that kind of thing now if you do that and if you're going further than the average human uh, because we have that kind of energy and we have that kind of focus if we're uh, like I said if we're interested we can go for days and days so that's not healthy okay and that will run you into the ground and I have um, in fact nowadays it's not so bad but before you know when I was climbing that imaginary ladder of success you know all that stuff the stuff we talk about right on the podcast well anyway when I was going through all those things and you know trying to make it I don't know what that I still don't know what that is I mean my friends that have millions of dollars that have uh, businesses that bring in millions of dollars okay um, tens of millions of dollars uh, they don't know I ask them what is what is success how does success feel and they go what do you mean success I just get up and go to work um, so you know yeah so that that whole thing is is like a, a mindset and um, some of it is illusion some of it is delusion whatever because there is none right there's no ladder to success it's all perceived perception so so anyway but when i was doing that right 
And, and so I would go, you know, I would go to my school, I would teach all day, and then I, I would go, you know, I had to go uh, uh, judge a, a band contest at Dave & Buster's or something, or uh, this local local uh, place, and, um, you know, do be a judge for Battle of the Bands or whatever. And then I get back home at, at like 11 o'clock at night, and then I have to get up at 4 in the morning and be on the radio, and then work the next the whole entire next day uh, with a nap, you know, I take a nap, maybe uh, three, four hour nap, and then work all, like, all, it, it starts all over again. Okay, so stuff like that I used to do for about, I want to say, I could last for about almost a month in that cycle, like almost, like uh, I want to say like three, three and a half weeks. And then I would have what I call hit the wall day and hit the wall day went something like, okay, I cannot even get out of bed today. And it, you know, and I made sure that I, I made it to Friday or, or whatever, right? Cause you know, the radio thing was always Monday through Friday and you know and then my stuff was like weekends because that's when i would teach the kids and and the kids were out of school so so the weekend calendar was always full and there would be that one weekend where you know i would i would tell my my friend i was like hey, bro you can you can can you take them for me because i just cannot move today and he was like oh yeah shoots and he would you know catch the van to work and and i would just be on my bed and i had a darkened room so i would just be like lying on my bed in a darkened room not even eating just just drinking you know I always have water on the side of my bed I drink water and stuff and and just um veg like the entire day and I would probably get out of bed maybe about one or two o'clock and have something to eat and go right back to bed but here's the thing right like after I did that and got that kind of me time which is I don't remember I don't recommend this for anybody uh, no matter how much energy you have, uh, no matter how young you are, but but young people do it all the time, right? They go out, drink all night, right, and then and then they get two hours sleep, and boom, they're at work, right? That's what you do in your twenty two, twenty three, right? I was doing this in my fifties. I was doing this in my forties, my fifties, like you know. Um, but I don't do it now because I don't have to. I just I just don't have to. And there's still so many things that I'm grateful that I don't have to do anymore. But back in the day, I had to manage. And here's the thing, right? Um, this is like a side caveat for you. Um, you become a slave to your creations, so be careful what you create. And the more you create, the more you are obligated to your creations. So if, you know, you start one company or one business, right? You're obligated. Uh, at one point, I thought, wow, I'm going to branch out. I'm going to start one store. And my mom said, if you start a store, you're going to be anchored to that store. She goes, now with the things that you do, you can move around. You can, you know, do stuff and run errands and go to meetings. You're not going to be able to go to meetings, so you won't be able to do your consulting company. You won't be able to. And I, I didn't think of that, right? And it's like, oh, okay, all right, all right, scrap that idea. No store. Because uh, it was a small little space that I was going to rent. And and uh, was right near um, right near this housing, which uh, yeah, that would have been another problem. But anyway, but that's the that's that's my entrepreneurial mind. Like, oh wait, let's do that too. Let's do this, that, you know, whatever. So anyway, but um, but anyway, so those are the things that I deal with, and that's um, the hit the wall day 
that I used to call it. And I used to have hit the wall days like every three weeks. And every three weeks, I would take that one day and just, and there was no energy left in me. I mean, only enough to walk around the house. And, and that was it. And so I spent the day in bed in recovery. Um, and, and then we go another three and a half weeks. Okay. So now let's get to the guy that really saved my life. And because I was discharged, um, from the hospital, okay, I was discharged from Queens Hospital. And um, that was on November, I read it to you guys, uh, uh, Saturday, November 23rd, 1984. Okay, um, This was the reason why I was in uh, on Saturday or, or discharged on Saturday is because my doctor wanted me to uh, be able to hang out at the hospital for Thanksgiving. And there's a reason why is that the guys that I met, um, see, some of these people that I met in the hospital, uh, back in the day, like they had, uh, similar problems to myself. Some of them, um, had worse problems, like bad problems. Um, and, um, you know, I, I don't want to go into, to all of those things, but, um, we kind of made friends because my, my term in the hospital was like two weeks, you know, and you see these guys every day, you talk, there's nothing to do but talk story and, and get to know people. And, you know, and you're not networking. You just, you just kind of, you know, how's it, whatever, talk story and, uh, somebody, you know, people that keep you company because visitors don't always come. And I did not have visitors, um, at least not that time. And, you know, but, but these things, um, <clears throat> kept happening to me, uh, because everything kept changing. You know, medicine kept changing. Medicine kept changing. Well, maybe this, maybe that, maybe, you know, whatever. And so one day, right, I meet this guy, this doctor, and he was assigned to me. He was like this young doctor, and he was from the mainland, and he was new. He was new in town, and I'll never forget, he was wearing cowboy boots, right? And I thought, wow, this guy is cool, like cowboy boots, right? And he had long hair and a beard back when beards were not even fashionable, right? And he had long hair, you know, and he, he looked like, I mean, he looked like on Surfer Brother. Like he, he looked like, you know, and then the cowboy boots, right? So then you think, well, country, right? Oh, I'm about to ride horse, right? Okay, yeah, he didn't do that. But uh, but he was he was so cool and mellow. This guy, this guy was like, like. Um, just really mellow, friendly. Um, I can't, I can't say enough about this guy, uh, but a good guy, you know, I can, I, I've worked with people like my whole life. And even back then when I was younger, um, because I was around, you know, my parents that worked with people that, that you know, we, we met all kinds of people from all walks of life. And I, I knew people, if it's one thing I always knew it was people. And this guy was a good guy. And I could tell like right, right then and there, I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of guy, like if I meet somebody, um, it takes me like, I don't know, like three to five minutes, you know, and, and either, um, I know right away I like this guy. Sometimes I know right or girl, I know right away if I don't like him. I know immediately if I can't stand them. I mean, I, I I get that and I get I can feel that energy. You know what I'm saying? But it takes me like five minutes to just like talk to somebody and go, you know. And and sometimes so so this happens in extremes and maybe because I'm ADHD. 
but it's, it happens in extremes. Like, if I meet somebody and I go, because sometimes it's like, wow, I like be his friend. Or wow, I like I like get to know her. That kind of feeling. And then it's like, I cannot, I can't stand this fricker, right? <laughs> and then I, I can't stand this chick. This, this, is, this is not going to work. And I know like almost instantaneously to each degree. Either the real positive degree, like, yeah, I like, like get to know that. Yeah, I like be friends with or the other way. And so it just hit me right away. Like, bro, this is, this is, this is the guy right here, right? Now I didn't know about his medical skills. I didn't know about anything. <clears throat> so he goes through this whole thing and he goes, wow, I see you're taking all this stuff. And because he was assigned to me, okay? And he goes, wow, you're taking all, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I, I said, I've, I've been, I said, I said, you don't know. I said, doc, you don't know the half of it. I said, I've been taking this stuff for years because I was 23 years old at the time. My birthday is in, um, October. Okay. So actually I was 24 when I got that, um, after Thanksgiving, but it was like, um, three days after, uh, Thanksgiving, right? Uh, two days after Thanksgiving, actually. So I'm trying to think in real time here, my ADHD brain is, is kind of scrambling around trying to grab details. But so I was discharged two days after Thanksgiving. He let me stay in the Thanksgiving, um, you know, so everybody could socialize and whatever. We all had Turkey at the hospital. <laughs> turkey. I gotta tell you, Turkey at the hospital is a different experience. It is very different. I can, I can remember that. That was back in 84 and I can remember that but anyway so um so so you know he, he when i first met him he's looking through the charts he goes damn you you're on all kinds of stuff and i go you don't know it so i told him right i told him the story i told him the story i told you guys right and um he didn't know any of the local doctors so he had no idea who this other guy was and he he kind of heard of him but you know he didn't know him and he goes he goes no you know he goes you don't need all of this stuff man he's he's going to the chart you know and i watched him go to the chart and i'm sitting here with hope now you know like i was sitting there i was sitting there hoping like oh man maybe there's maybe there's a, a cure for me or maybe maybe i don't need to take nothing because here here was another this was another thing right there would be times okay that i would get massive flashbacks because I didn't take any medicine at all. Because at, at a certain point, I was like, bro, I'm over this stuff already. I, I, I want to be like my other friends. I, I like be like, you know, Joe Blow down the street that I know. I like be like him. I'm not going to take nothing. It's like F this, right? Okay, well, that ended you know in in another hospitalization and, and they go okay well you gotta you, bro you gotta take this stuff and they would shoot me up with you know um the i am of it so that it would just you know work right um and they had oh man they had heavy duty tranquilizers i mean so so back in the old days now if i had been born um decades earlier like a couple decades maybe one decade earlier if if i was born earlier there was no cure, Hawaiians. There was not even treatment. Okay, there was. I mean, there's there's still no cure. Cure. I mean, you gotta do something, right? But back in the day, you know what they did? They put you in a straitjacket and they left you in the corner, in in a room, of in a in an asylum. That's what. That was the only option. That was the only option. 
And a lot of people like that, just, you know, they didn't fit in society, right? Some of them went to prison because they did some, you know, stuff, right? Over the top stuff. Or, or they, they got into, uh, criminal activity. Okay. <clears throat> Guilty. But, um, but I mean, you know, so, but this is what ADHD people get involved with. This is what ADHD people, uh, the results, uh, have been for the majority of them, like almost all of them. Okay. So they're, they're the rebels. They're the ones that don't fit in. They're the ones that, um, either don't want to concentrate in, in school or cannot, or, or just get mad because they cannot focus. They cannot concentrate and they get mad and they start being rebellious. Okay. That was me. Um, but you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff at home already. Okay. Because my parents were teachers, you know, my dad was a professor and my mom was, you know, my mom was a, a elementary school teacher. And, and so from small, right, at least for four years before they, before they uh, uh, parted ways, right, I, I was programmed with all kinds of stuff, you know, because they wanted me to be smart, successful, all of that, uh, whatever, all of the above, right? Um, and my biggest advice to kids, right, is don't follow your parents' narratives. I mean, do what you want to do. Okay, if you want to just go, I don't know, make flower lays or whatever, or if you think that's cool or what, just do that. But be the best at doing that, and eventually someone will notice or or whatever, and and whatever. Okay, God is real. Okay, the higher power, the higher self, whatever you want to call it, is real. Okay, so anyway, so so this guy goes over my stuff. He goes, bro, you, you don't need all this stuff. I go, really? He goes, yeah, but you know what? With these types of medicines, right? And these were chemical. Some of them were, were small uh, amounts of chemical straight jackets. Okay, so these are, they have chemical straight jackets now. Um, you know, uh, these medicines that they give people, like, will totally disable their muscles. Like, it'll totally relax your muscles. So you can't even fight back. You just, you know, you just mellow. You're just sitting there, but you're basically like a vegetable. I mean, you can think, but your muscles won't move. I mean, so, and these are all new inventions. They, you know, if, like I said, if I was born, uh, 20 years earlier or whatever, maybe 10. I don't know, but yeah, that stuff, I mean, it didn't even exist. So, so praise God, I was born when I was born. Okay. And, and whatever. And yeah, I probably going to die early. So no worries. Always. I lived all my dreams. I'm happy. Okay. If you ever hear about, oh, I'm a starting junior's heart just gave out because he's working too much. Okay. I had fun. Okay. I had fun. It was a great life. And, and thank you God for you know all my blessings so don't don't feel sorry for me if you hear that you go eh, okay he finally went kiko <laughs> that's it okay be happy for me because yeah i i enjoyed a, a great life better than i deserve but totally so he goes he goes well you know these medicines and stuff yeah we gotta gradually cut you down because you can't just get off it right he goes but i have something for you you just take two of these in the morning you take two of these at night and you will not have any problems. And so I'm like, wow, okay, because I was taking like, I don't know, five, six stuff. And then and then uh they gave me this this one medicine, right? Was a was uh to counteract side effects. And whenever I got got side effects, it was like, you know, what they call a PRN as needed. And I would take that one and then 
it would unlock me or whatever, whatever. No, sometimes my hand used to lock. Sometimes my jaw used to lock. I mean, weird stuff like that, okay? Now, um, he put me on this one thing, right? And slowly decreased off everything else, right? Like everything else. And it took, um, I want to say it took, uh, ooh, it took about, um, I want to, I don't know precisely how much, but if I were to guess, I would say six months. I would say about four, four to five to six months max. And it took that long to get me off it. And now you also have to detox from this stuff. Okay. Um, it's weird. It's, it's really weird. Um, you don't get withdrawals like heroin kind of well. I never did heroin, but I, qu- I quit smoking cigarettes. And, and guys are just telling me, and guys are just telling me, oh, man, no, nah, you know, when you... If you quit cigarettes, bro, that's that's uh that's a better achievement than quitting heroin. And I was like, really? He goes, oh yeah, it's easier to quit heroin than cigarettes. And I was like, whoa. Anyway, so that that's a side note. Okay, caveat. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that so that happened, and uh, it, it was it was um it was some side effects that I had to go through on the way down, kind of thing, so to speak. Uh, <clears throat> but but then he finally got me off everything. And um, uh, I cannot tell you the, the level of gratitude, you know. Now, in my, you know, and, and this is like, um, I was working already, okay. And in, uh, I started doing radio um, in 1979. Uh, I went to school, uh, you know, went to trade school. And I started with like part-time jobs here and there, right. So I was already working before I finished school. Now, in addition to, you know, working and whatever and, and having flashbacks and all this crap, right? Um, I was I was trying to establish a career uh, in radio so that I could get to do my music, so that I could perform, so I could sing for people. That's, that's all I wanted, Hawaiians. That's, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to... I, I saw Sinatra. I saw Dean Martin. I saw those guys, Tony Bennett, all them guys. And I was like, you know what? I just, I want to be like them. I want to just stand there, hold the mic and sing and, and do a show and make people laugh and, and all that kind of stuff, right? So radio to me was, you know, and I told you I'm not a podcast. I told you the reasons. Uh, I would be in the industry, be next to, you know, this uh, industry people, whatever, record companies. Well, okay, none of that worked. Well, what I thought would work, none of it worked. Absolutely none. Okay, but what did work was radio, right? And then I, I had, oh, I had the time of my life working on radio. And the guy that opened the door, you know, and I think it was uh, by accident, but but he opened the, I mean, he he opened the door for every major thing in my life, every major job. I had a lot of minor jobs, but the major ones, the ones that paid real good, he did them. Like he he like. Oh, bro, yeah, come, come work with us, come over here, you know, and I just go, okay. So, um, but but radio worked, right? And I mean, you can only last so long carrying furniture up four flights of stairs. You, you know what I mean? Like that—that's not going to last too long. You can do that in your thirties. You can do that in your twenties. You know, uh, when you get older, yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta try find something, right? So anyway, but you know, everything happened as it happened. And but the things that I thought the plan I had didn't you know uh, didn't pan out. So right now what I do is I do not plan. Ever since I you know uh, learned what they 
they call the law of attraction or you know um, god in action basically is what it is uh the way human human beings are designed right i focus on the end goal or the end game and i just let everything fall into place and i rely a lot on my subconscious and boom there it is uh, so I gave up planning because planning, right? You go, okay, we're going to do this first and this and that and that going to happen and this going to happen and that. It never happens. It never, ever, well, not for me. I don't know. I can only talk about me, but it never happened for me like that ever. Not one time. Not one time did I, you know, it always goes like out to left field, out to right field or, you know, something else happens, something good happens, right? But I'm, I'm saying it's not, it's not like something bad happens, but nothing turns out the way you plan so i gave up planning i'm like okay no more planning that's you know and i gave up planning my 40s i'm like okay no no and everything turned out everything so when i wanted a new car okay i gotta take you guys over here a little while okay when i wanted a new car right all i did was bring home the brochure from the dealership that's all i did put them up on my wall right vision board that put them up on my wall started writing affirmations that's all i did i didn't go out and try to get another stream of income to support that car i didn't go out and and you know those kind of things i didn't do any of that all i did was focus on the car that's it car this one that i want that one that color that one and you know one time i got the wrong color one one car out of i don't know whatever it's been so many new cars now right but that one time because they were all out they were all out of the color that i wanted and i had to have a car because i was trading them in and i went through the process already and so they go well sorry bad news uh we you know we didn't know and we only got down and down and i chose one of them and i was unhappy with it here's the thing too you got to understand about about that kind of stuff when you're unhappy with something your subconscious knows Okay, because you're constantly telling yourself like, eh, I don't really like, eh, I'm gonna drive this car, but eh, I don't really like them all that much. And guess what's gonna happen? It's going to go away, like some at some point or something, right? And that's what happened. Okay, somebody somebody actually uh, accidentally backed up into my car that car and that car i didn't like too much right um so little things like that started happening and uh, pretty soon the the um you know that phone thingy like when you when you're using the phone in the car the automatic thingy so that that didn't uh recognize my voice and so i i took it back i, I took it back and I, you know so eventually you're gonna make a decision like that and what happens is when you have a goal your subconscious starts creating the steps to get there okay it could be if you if your goal is to um you know lose 20 pounds and you pass a dessert table at a party your subconscious may go come on bro you, you don't need that i mean that kind of thing right so anyway so back to the doctor okay and this guy was so cool that i trusted him. I, i'm like i gotta trust this guy this is this was like Jesus, honest. That, I mean, he had he had long blonde hair <laughs> with his beard. Okay? Like I wasn't I wasn't delusional thinking it was Jesus. I'm just saying that he he still is and was my savior in that respect in the in the human human being kind of you know kind of right. Now there have been many people that have helped me. Uh, in my life, many, many people. I mean, you know, for anybody to, 
take all the credit for everything they've done or wherever they get in life or whatever. Uh, that's a bunch of crap, okay? Um, there's a lot of people that helped me. I could name them, okay? But this podcast is no names. <laughs> there were a couple guys with a TV show. There's another. There was actually there were two guys on one TV show. There was another guy with another TV show. Another guy with another TV show, and they all helped me. And I was, oh yeah, I was, I was doing radio, right? And TV and radio guys, there's a little attitude thingy between, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and and it, never mind, but it's an industry thing. It's just, it's, or maybe it's a radio, uh, radio guy paranoia thing. I don't know. Anyway, but this guy was like Jesus, right? He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, okay, this guy, he's gonna liberate me. I'm like, whoa, okay. So we went, we went through the plan, and I actually signed. Uh, I actually, well, I went to the, let's just get past all the minor details, but I, I actually went to the whole thing and cut down, cut down, cut down months and months and months. Pretty soon all the side effects started going away. And um, anyway, 1984 was the last time that I ever needed to see a doctor about this issue that I have. And um, that was a long, 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 long time ago 24 for me Hawaiians was a long time ago I can tell you that okay praise God praise God for sending that guy you know there are many people that I praise God that that he sent okay or she sent maybe God you know female I don't know whatever but I praise God for so many people that just that just you know reach out their hand now when you have what i have when you you know and everybody got everybody got something everybody's dealing with something right everybody has a a cross to bear as they say but this is my cross and i'm telling you guys about my cross and and how what i live with you know and um and and there's a lot of stuff that works in my favor like to make people laugh there's a lot of stuff that works in my favor to to help uh, educate people in in my teaching practice, right? And there's a lot of things that that work in my favor with this overactive brain that can memorize, that can um, I don't know over 300 songs. I mean, at one point, right? Uh, over over a hundred. What, what did we, uh, I think? At one point, I did 116 different voice types. Um, so that's character. That's that's. Uh, uh, celebrities characters uh, cartoons uh, and and then stuff that I would crisscross and make up kind of thing and I teach that now I teach people how to do voice acting I teach people how to you know uh, so all these things right so so I teach people how to do what I do um, I can't teach them to think how I think I don't want them to I don't want them to have this this is not good I mean I I you know thank God though thank God because this could have been worse this could have been much worse. Okay, and and when I started the singing company, right? Because I I decided at one point I was gonna quit this radio station because it was toxic, and I just couldn't stand it anymore. And the general manager, who I revere very highly now, very highly now, uh, and have for a long, long time, it took me a couple of years away from him to go. Yeah, you know what? He taught me some really valuable stuff. It took me a couple years because you know you're kind of salty. When, you know, like when you're leaving, right? And, uh, oh, I can't stand this place. Yeah, I'm glad I'm away from this place, right? And it took me a couple of years and I started thinking about the guy and I go, you know, all this stuff is showing up in my companies now. All this stuff is showing up in each business that I do. 
and and the principles remain the same doesn't matter what business you know your 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 clients are they're the lifeblood of your company right customer service you get an email return it you get a text return it you get a call return it right and maybe if it's a chick you gotta let them hang right but <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying always right but i'm on the real right all these things that that you know uh but but he was the guy that told me hey you, every time i had a request for like supplies and stuff you, you you do like working there don't you do you know and and i was like okay shut up already just shut up right <laughs> you know no saying nothing yeah and and i wouldn't say anything or i would say yeah I, yeah i do like working there and pretty soon right the subconscious right and the subconscious goes bro you, you know what you do not like working here <laughs> so be honest with yourself okay go go quit you know and i turned in my resignation but before i did that i went downtown to mauna kea street uh for you guys outside of hawaii this is a street where there's a lot of lay stands and i bought um uh 45 lays and i gave everybody the who works day shift at the radio station everybody got a lay everybody got a lay and an aloha for me and that's the way i do and then uh, and then i left and um you know the rest as they say is history but but do i hold it against that guy no hell no no i know i i really appreciate that guy and what he taught me because it helped me in my world with my businesses so there's always a lesson hawaiians you know sometimes you get mad right sometimes you're salty for a little while okay but you got to turn around and got to look at the good side you got to turn around you got to go oh yeah if it wasn't for him and and the kind of hard lessons that he taught me even though it's hard even you know whatever right boom there you go okay so anyway but uh, as time went on right um i had to adjust to um you know the the detoxification you might say or the adjustment and and then that you know but but that was minor compared to the roller coaster ride i was on from the time i was uh the drug that what 16 right in the latter part of 16 um luckily i graduated high school and that was only because um some teachers were very understanding um my mom sat down with me and explained stuff you know like especially book reports like long-winded stuff sat down and took the time to uh to do stuff with me um to help me and and teachers helped me counselors helped me um you know uh, i think at that point when when that happened um a lot of a lot of students were very i want to say sympathetic a lot of my classmates were sympathetic some of my classmates didn't understand they thought i was crazy um and and you know it kind of goes like that and then that's one of the reasons why i've never shared this publicly um because you see in the old days and i'm talking like uh so when i say old days right i've been i've been on a radio for seven years and if you go back from that point seven years ago before that there was um one time that i told someone right that i i was honest and open and all of the above and i told the guy and he used it against me and i was like what and like so i'm i'm that kind of guy like you know when when that stuff happens right um i never bite the hand that feeds me never ever ever okay and i put up a uh i have put up with a lot of crap from people that have done nice things for me 
And, you know, eventually I just, you know, I go, okay, but that's the guy that helped you. Okay, but that's the girl that was nice to you. Okay, but this is the guy that did this for you. And and so I, I let go. I just, okay, let go, let go. Yeah, you, you're angry for a little while, right? You come home, you're whatever. And then you let go. You let go because you go, no, no, no. He, he helped me. I, I cannot, cannot. Because, because, right, God sends these people. Okay, and you're doing stuff like that. You bite in the hand that feeds you, okay? That's like, that's like telling God. Like, you didn't deserve that. That's like telling God. And the reason I say that is because everything comes to us from God through others. Okay? Through others. Even though somebody might be um, envious of you or somebody might be, uh, they, they might not like you as a person, but they're just going to do something for you. Okay? Um, somebody, some people do stuff for you because they know it benefits them. I mean, different scenarios. It doesn't matter, right? But, um... You know, I, I came from an open, honest standpoint and I shared this information. And I mean, this was years and years ago, right? Like over 20 years ago. But the guy turned it around and used it against me. And then like the attitude of, of people that surrounded, you know, that, that situation and that job um, began to be very standoffish. I call it, I call it salted. I, that's what I call it. And I got salted. Okay, um, and that's just my personal term, but but yeah, so I, so that's what I you know that's what I experienced, and so after that I said okay you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell nobody at all ever, Paul done I'm not gonna share, um, I'm just I'm just gonna live with this thing I'm just gonna you know do my own do the best I can whatever whatever, and then years later boom the doors open and um, you know. Uh, the rest, as they say, is history, right? Um, but in 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 retrospect, yeah, back in the old days, if people knew about certain disabilities that you had, um, I don't care what it what it is, you know. I mean, people would not hire somebody in a wheelchair in the old days. People would not hire, uh, you know, certain certain people, right, uh, with certain disabilities. Now, bro, you you got. Uh, I know this attorney that has sued buildings because they don't have ramps for wheelchairs and stuff like biz office buildings, businesses, right? And he's in a wheelchair. The attorney's in a wheelchair. And I'm like, yeah, you go, you know, because I have always been a champion for people with disabilities because, yeah, right there, one, right there, me, yep. Me too. Hashtag me too, right? So, but anyway, um, and then when I started, um, when I started my uh, my uh, quest for in entertainment, right? Uh, I started alone. I started by myself, and then one day, okay. Now this is the week, uh, the week after, okay, in 1984, the week after uh, the hospital thingy. I had been going to church because I had been very grateful, and I went to this uh, street people church, right? Uh, street people mission, and um, that's where I met Brother Wayne. And the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, it was, it was the, uh, yeah, it was the week after. And, um, but anyway, so and that happened. And, and Wayne was blind. And so here you had two guys with disabilities, right? He had, he had one guy no can think and one guy no can see, right? And then, and then we met Miley. Okay. And Miley had a mild case of cerebral palsy. 
Okay, and she was a drug baby. I didn't find this out till years and years and years later. Okay, and and then we met her, and so you had so then and then we partnered and we started the first, uh, well, the second company. Uh, Wayne and I started uh, Imua Productions, the first company, which is no longer in existence. Uh, that has morphed into VMAT Consultants. But we started that company first. The second one was a singing school. And the singing school, you had, you, so you had, you know, the guy looking think, right? And you can't, or think too much or whatever, all of the above. Sometimes, right? Sometimes one, sometimes the other. And then you had one guy looking see, right? And then you had one girl looking walk. Okay. Well, she could walk with crutches, but you know what I mean, right? I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah, she had that physical disability. I had the mental, you know, and, and when, he was blind physical, right? So so you had three people with disabilities helping all these people. And we helped a lot of people. We served over 7,000 people in, um, it's been, what, uh, 33 years. In 33 years. And Wayne passed away. And, the, you know, the only thing, um, the only thing of when, when Wayne came down with cancer, I called the, the priest that used to do the street people service. And um, to let them know, you know, and and I had never, I had never gotten a hold of him or tried to get a hold of him um, to let him know the successes that that we had. I never got a hold of him to say, hey, you know, we started a school, and uh, hey, you know, we we started this uh, wedding and party business called the Roadshow, and hey, you know, we started this production company, and, and you know, I I never, um, it never occurred to me to go back and brag. To go back and you know whatever like there's a lot of stuff like I said I do online because I have to uh, to promote and whatever but it never occurred to me to get a, get a hold of that priest and whatever but I did make a phone call and I got his answering machine and I left a message you know saying that Wayne's dying of cancer um, they don't know how long he has but it doesn't look good and um, we're wondering if I'm wondering if I can bring him by so so you know he can. Um, he could talk to you or whatever, just say hello, that kind of thing, and thank you, because it was important for me to to thank him, and and I did thank him on on the voicemail, and um, but that never happened. I never got a call back, and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. That's really interesting, but yeah, that happened. So, but anyway, so these three people with disabilities uh, created this singing school that improved the lives of many people, um, if I may say so myself. Um, and it and it transcended into other areas, and yeah, we did other things. And this is not the blow my own horn podcast, okay? So, but I'm just saying that yeah, it it transpired into a lot of stuff, and we these were the blessings. And this is why I say, if I die tomorrow, Hawaiians, I'm happy, I'm happy, okay? And here's the thing about this this doctor guy, that the guy that saved me, right? The last time I got to talk to him, which was a real big treat for me, was during the pandemic. Because, you see, every Thanksgiving, without fail, okay, I think there was one Thanksgiving I forgot, and I called him the next day. But I call his answering machine. Because every time you call, it's an answering machine, right? And then he picks up all his messages. But every Thanksgiving, I call his phone, his answering machine. And I say thank you. And I'll leave it there.